Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hi, and welcome back to Get Fit Guy. I'm your host, Kevin Don. And this week, I'm very pleased to say I received more emails than I even know what to do with. I'll reply to them all in due course, but I've selected a few to answer here on the show. They were selected at random. It's not questions I was absolutely dying to answer or ones that were about to change the shape of the fitness industry. So let's get into it. First up is an email from Astrid in Massachusetts. And as you all may recall, I love it when you let me know where in the world you are. So Astrid, I've been to Massachusetts many times. I have so many great memories from there, from witnessing a stabbing in a bar in Peabody to getting my rental car searched for drugs by the highway patrol in Springfield. Now, I've actually been all over Massachusetts. I taught 12 seminars there, and I've been in Agawam, Salem, Leominster, and out to the Cape. It's a very beautiful state. And Astrid writes, Thank you for attempting to slow my descent into entropy. I love your dark sense of humor and your impatience for poorly reasoned arguments. Your accent is the cherry on top. Here's my question. How much time doing an indoor bike workout and how many times a week is the right amount? I'm not a cyclist, so this isn't sport-specific training, right? You definitely have been listening to the podcast, Astrid. It's my attempt to keep up cardiovascular fitness as I turn nifty-fifty soon. Using a Peloton bike is one of the few ways I've found to get my heart rate up that I enjoy. I also do resistance training three times a week, postural work and hike with my dog. Hi Astrid. All right, so thank you for the email. And the right amount is the intercept point of the amount you enjoy, the amount that drives adaptation, and the amount you can recover from. Now I had an email when I first started as a get fit guy, which came from Brazil, which asked what was the best martial art for a listener's son. And my reply was the one he enjoys. Now, apart from the masochist, they emailed me in to object when I said that things have to be enjoyable and said that they should be hard and painful. I think that most people tend to stick with things they find to be fun. So it's great to hear that you're enjoying your Peloton. That's definitely a great way to stay motivated in the longer term. Now, in terms of the right amount, I've touched on it before, and it's just simply ensuring that you're above the minimum effective dose and below the maximum recoverable dose. And it's pretty simple to monitor. So let's say you used your Peloton once every 10 days. And every time you did it, you were in pain afterwards and found yourself exhausted. You're probably below the minimum effective dose. 
You need to do an activity of any kind, even an intellectual one, often. And this ensures adaptation occurs. It cannot happen randomly. The next is maximum recoverable dose. And the symptoms are the same. Being in pain, fatigued, having low energy. And the way you'll tell the difference between the two is comparing the frequency. So if you're hitting Peloton every day and this is happening, it's more likely you're overtraining than undertraining, the reverse also being the case. So for me, the only thing really to do is to monitor the movement patterns there with yourself because all of that is just single leg alternate pushing. Accomplished cyclists will use the opposite leg eccentrically, but most untrained cyclists use a single leg concentric contraction. You did say you do resistance training, which is great. So make sure you're just hitting some push, some pull, some bend and some core in there as well. Thank you for the email. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Next up is an email from Jack. Jack doesn't say where he's from, so I'll just make up my own narrative. Jack lives in a brownstone in New York and works in finance. He loves walking his dog around Central Park and wears a Burberry trench coat while sipping on some single-origin coffee. Jack writes, I heard you say your email has been a little sparse and I've been wanting to get your thoughts on a topic. This is a long question, so I apologize in advance. Can we talk about rest while lifting? If my goal is to be efficient and also maximize gains in hypertrophy and strength, what kind of rest should I be giving myself? An example of part of a strength day might look like this. 8 to 10 reps of heavy chest press, followed immediately by 8 to 10 lawnmower rows on the right, 8 to 10 on the left. 30 second rest, repeat three more times. So I have questions about this. What are your thoughts on consecutively working two muscle groups that are not complementary in a consecutive manner? Is there any advantage to doing so over, for example, four sets of chest followed by four sets of back? This routine might be 90 seconds of consecutive muscle work, pecs, left lat, right lat, followed by 30 seconds of rest. Is that enough time for the heart rate to come down to maximize gains in the next set? If I'm doing a split workout routine, doesn't matter if I combine push and pull as I typically do with chest and back, or should I be working complementary muscles, chest and tries, backs and buys, etc. All right, hi Jack, thank you for the email. Definitely wasn't a long one. I've had emails before I needed to stop for a nap halfway through. So don't worry about that. Now, rest period will be very nuanced, right? So for example, someone with great aerobic capacity We'll be able to do more reps and sets with less rest at sub-maximal loads, but at maximal loads they may struggle. And someone really strong might be fine doing strength work at low reps, but then blow out on higher rep sets. It really depends on their training background and to some extent genetics, whether they're better at burning carbs for fuel, have better aerobic capacity, and so on. Now, you noticed that you want to maximize gains in strength and hypertrophy, 
I would say that you need to split your training into an A, then B and C will be accessories, with A being low rep and heavy, and B and C being sub-maximal and high reps. I don't think that 10 reps on chest press will make you strong. It'll make you strong at 10 reps of chest press, but it won't make you strong at one rep of bench press. And this is because of specific adaptation. But we also might be defining strength differently. Uh, I use the definition of maximum force expressed against an external resistance. So then we need to look at that. So a barbell back squat for one rep would be creating more force against external resistance than 10 reps of leg extension. So therefore the back squat would be strength work, but leg extension wouldn't be. That being said, the biggest predictor we have of potential for force production is the cross-sectional diameter of a muscle. So hypertrophy does have a role to play, but only if we're also providing the neurological stimulus that heavy sets of low reps provide us. In terms of complementary and non-complementary movements, I tend to think a bit differently here. I don't consider, for example, a goblet squat to be complementary to a barbell back squat or for push-ups to be complementary to the bench press. And this is because it's the same thing. All you're doing is going to be overworking a muscle group or pattern. So in that case, where you're working antagonistic pairings or opposing muscle groups, I do consider that to be complementary because I think a push complements a pull. So keep that up for sure. Love it. In terms of the 90 second rest question and then bringing your heart rate down enough to do another good set, I don't normally consider heart rate to be the limiting factor in doing strength reps. It may be a limiter in some individuals, but usually the limiter is ATP, which is the fuel that powers your muscular contractions. So after about 90 seconds, you probably only have about 70% of your ATP replenished. So if you want to get stronger, you'd only have 70% of ATP for set two, and then 70% of that for set three. So on set three, you'd only have about 49% of ATP available compared to the amount of ATP available at the beginning of set one. The most important thing in getting stronger is doing the reps. So if you find you aren't able to due to a lack of ATP, that's a problem. You can only adapt to the reps you perform. If you can't do a rep, you don't adapt to it. And I have that sometimes with clients. They send me this kind of sob story about how the load I prescribed for them was too heavy. And yet when I check in with them, I find out they were able to perform the first set just fine. Now, if something's too heavy, you can't perform any sets. Now, if you can, and then you just found you were unable to complete the subsequent sets, that wasn't a lack of strength. It was lack of rest. Watch the strongest guys at the gym. Sometimes they take five to eight minutes between sets because it takes them that long to replenish enough ATP. So I would scratch the 90-second rest idea, up your weights, and rest as needed for success. Because if you turn your strength training into conditioning training, you just won't get strong. Hope that helps. If I didn't get to your email this week, be sure to check in next week. And as usual, if you have a question or just want to say hi, email me at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. You too can be featured on the show. Share this with your friends, please. 
Get Fit Guys, a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. Thanks to the team at Quick and Dirty Tips, Morgan Christensen, Holly Hutchins, Davina Tomlin, Cameron Lacey, and our director of podcasts, Brandon Getches. I'm your host, Kevin Don. If you have a question for me, leave me a voicemail at 510-353-3104 or send me an email at getfitguyatquickanddirtytips.com. For more information about the show, visit quickanddirtytips.com. Check out the show notes in your podcast app.